Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. That over there is my friend Steph Karp. And that speaking is Alyssa Bloomstein. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. Um, This is another Dear Mary from The Spectator where the name and address have been withheld. Okay. So twice recently, our host has clinked his glass, required us to stop relaxing and instead take part in a roundtable discussion. My wife and I are involved in the maelstrom of the Westminster Village by day, and we have had enough of it by evening. Is there a courteous way to reject the request of the host attempting to hijack his own dinner party in this way? Signed, name and address withheld. What is the maelstrom of the Westminster Westminster Village? Village? What is Westminster Village? Is it people that work in the... um people that work in and around Westminster. And I also am kind of like, is Mary in on the joke? Is she like, I'm only going to publish the questions of the sort of the posh because I think they're hilarious. Like, is she poking fun at them? Is that actually what's going on? Because I do feel like that is like, as much as people in the UK are way more upfront about their classism, I also think they're way more like, um, they poke fun at it a lot more too. Yeah. Because it's not as like taboo, you know? The reason I brought this question to the table is I wanted to know if there is actually a societal response to a clinked glass. Like, (laughs) is there there something that I don't know that if somebody clinks a glass and I'm like, no, 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 I am not ready for a roundtable discussion. Do I like bang two forks together to like stop it? Like, is oh, there wow. is there a an soci- intervention? That's yeah, what I'm can saying. You re- is there a response that d- a polite decline? Is there a polite decline <laughs> to a clink no, glass? No, no, a clink Why? glass is something. Well, because a clink glass is something that happens at a celebration where like there's a host and they're. Well, in what charge. happens if somebody clinks a glass and then I just get up and I clink a glass louder? What would happen then? I think they everyone would be silent, and either way, attention has been gotten. Well, but I have drawn the attention to me from that. Right. And then, yeah, you could probably speak next. I mean, if you pounce <laughs> before they respond, you, mm-hmm. you have the floor, I think. I guess I just am sort of appalled that we societally have all agreed that a clinked glass means somebody is about to speak. And that but societally no we haven't decided that there would be a recourse. Like, it would be rude. It's, like, there's no checks and balances here. There's no checks and balances. Like, we all know at a wedding when they say, like, the speak now or forever hold your peace. Nobody does it. No. But, but you could. Mm-hmm. You right. could do But it. with the clinked glass, it's like, listen, the thing is you're in a situation where there's, you're a guest and there's a host and that's not like a demo, we're not on the Senate floor. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a host. So like they have graciously given you, like they've plied you with food and drink. They've like provided this lovely space and atmosphere. This is their right. Like this is like the one thing they can be like, now I need your attention. Like I've given you all this stuff all evening. I just need your attention right now. The Just language right that name and address withheld have used to talk about this host is so rude. Hijack his own dinner party? Yeah, his it's own his dinner, dinner party. party. Is it a hijack if you own it? But the thing is that he has hijacked it because the clinked glass is supposed to be for a brief thank you or like a remark or like to mm. celebrate whoever it is you're there to celebrate. And then you let people return to the party. But what he's done is clinked his glass. Everyone's like, oh, just a quick word, right? And then he's like, no, guess what? It's actually a roundtable discussion. 
question forever now. And so I think it does feel a little bit like, oh, I the reason I, ca- I quieted down was because like a clinked glass means this brief interruption. And I'm happy to be quiet during that like quick toast, you know? Well, then I think that you're driving my point home completely. If somebody is inappropriately <laughs> using a glass clink, then yeah, they've by begun all and means- they're not stopping. Then you should be able to clink your glass. Yes, and yeah. and stop it, or do the old, you know. <laughs> oh my God, I know what I want. I want the clap clap of the salad tongs. Have you ever taken <laughs> out a pair of salad tongs yeah, yeah, and yeah. not clap 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 them? clap them? No, never. No, never, never. <laughs> I've every time, never put a pair of tongs in my hands and not clap clap them. And I used to work at this like Asian fusion restaurant, and we served tongs with everything. <gasps> the restaurant was just like a cacophony of people clap clap clap. clap, clap. <laughs> And then people clank clanking their glass and then others clap clapping their tongues. <laughs> oh my God. If the dinner includes any hard shell seafood, how about yeah. a clank clank of that, clank, clank, of, that of the lobster cracker? cracker? Yeah. <laughs> if there oh are nuts God. on the table and there's mm-hmm. a nutcracker, how about yeah. a clank clank of that? <laughs> yeah. All traditions start somewhere. Right. And if they have to start here on Dear So-and-So, then so be it. Well... Okay, but we have to enlist Mary. Otherwise, the word's not going to get out to the people who need it most. Um, who, how do we get the word to Mary? Phone a Brit and have the Brit write in. Okay. Should we be submitting advice column questions and like seeing if any of them get published? Like, should we be, is this, a, should this become a creative writing endeavor? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not going to take that on. I guess that was probably no, clear I'm not, I'm by not my response. Take it on. No, I'm but not going to take that by on. by all means, Steph. Take that on. Okay. I'd like to read you a Dear Mary from The Spectator. Wonderful. The name and address have been withheld. Always. People are Always. so like Why shrouded in mystery. I know. Why do we bother? People who write into this column are embarrassed. Which maybe they, is kind of a British trait, maybe? Is that, oh, maybe so that's many wrong of these, to say? <laughs> no, no, no. So many of these questions are basically just like, I'm embarrassed. Like, that's literally the, there's not questions. They're just like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> this is kind of one of those. I Let know. me read it to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm embarrassed. Question. I have started working at the BBC. The corridors are long, and I often see someone I know coming towards me from a distance. Should I grin during the whole approach or pretend to notice the other person only at the last minute? Mm. And what should I say when they ask, all right? Which I think is maybe the British equivalent of, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, My natural response is to give them a bit of an update on how things are going, but Mm. they seem unprepared to stop walking to listen. In Ireland, where I've lived most of my life, if someone asks how you are, they expect you to answer. (laughs) Signed name and address withheld. There is... I this problem of like of the eye long contact, approach. Oh my the god, it's <laughs> the worst. It's truly the worst problem. The worst. And I am not somebody who finds myself with a feeling of embarrassment very right, often. Right. Uh, yeah. But man, it is that long approach is uncomfortable. Oh my god, yeah. In in Iowa City, I felt like these long approaches could last like three blocks because there's just like <laughs> no one, nothing except like this neighborhood where you and everybody else that goes to school. Live. And then you're just like, oh, my God, there's that person from my class two blocks away. Do we wave now? Do we wave later? What do Mm. we do? Eyes to the ground. Oh, no. Should I grin during the whole approach? No. 
But if you would like to turn a song on on your phone and like oh, dance. Oh, so you read my mind. Yeah. I was just going to say, you start doing a silly walk. You start yeah. doing something that is just so over the top that anybody driving by would just be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then they get two blocks later and they see another person also silly walking toward the other person. And they're like, oh, I finally get, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. You have to dance. You, you have, have to, to dance, dance the corridor. Yeah. When you are yeah. given a runway, which it sounds yeah. like you've been given if Indeed. you're not strutting on the runway what what's are the you point doing? um don't make eye contact when you're super far away uh and when they say all right say all right yeah i think this is the part maybe where they need more help um it's <laughs> right, not really the dance cute. part that part's obvious the part that part's obvious and then this part it's like it's cute that you're you're from a place where people like kind of pause and talk to each other yeah. i'm also from a place where people pause and talk to each other like my favorite thing about portland oregon is that when you ask your server how they're doing they stand there and talk to you about mm. the problem they're having with their landlord they stand there and talk to you about how school is going like right, you right. get the whole i love it so much like i i because i really do like the feeling that there's not a lot of class difference between yes yes yeah you know like Mm -hmm. I I just it makes me feel at home but I also recognize that that is very unique to the place I grew up and I don't do that shit everywhere and also when in a a workplace like when people are going from point A to B I think that there should always be the assumption that someone may be in a rush not have time yeah yeah Yeah. so when somebody says all right to you you say you say all right right back Mm-hmm. Or you say terrible, and then you stop. And then you off keep going. Voguing. Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. elaborate. You just like give an honest response, and then yeah. you keep going. Um, question, Alyssa, have you heard this all right in the wild? Like, I kind of don't have an ear for it. Like, I can't hear. Yeah, have I heard it in the wild, or have I heard it on British television? Mm-hmm. I have never been all righted by an American. If that's no, what I guess. You're oh, yeah, no, 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 not at all. I, I'm even seeing it on television would feel like in the wild to me because I'm just like, <laughs> I just in it just said by a British person to another British person. That's all I mean. I I will say I like that a whole lot more than the American. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah. Right. All right. Obviously, is a question, but it feels a little bit more like a and more statement. like a greeting, like yeah. Sabah. You Hello. know, yeah. yes, Sabah, Sabah. Sabah. Yes. Yeah. I cannot do the the how are you. No. Do you no. do a lot of what's up? Do you do a so, lot of that? I so. do. What do I do? Um. <laughs> you do a lot of hello. <laughs> how do I? Greet? I think you do. Do I? I? Think you do. Yeah, I think you do. A Have lot you of seen me hello. greet a stranger on a long hallway at the BBC? No. <laughs> What would you imagine that it's I would do? It's not a stranger. Do? It's an acquaintance. It's a oh, coworker. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you seen me greet a coworker that I don't like that much on a long corridor at the BBC? So normally when I greet you, you just begin a story. Yeah. If you're if if, if you're you know, picking up the phone with a friend and not diving right in. You're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. wasting my minutes. <laughs> do you have minutes? No, fuck no. I'm on my Yeah, fuck no. Plan. Obviously. Okay. No one has <laughs> minutes anymore. Unlimited. Um, what do, what, so with you, I just launch into a story mm-hmm. with strangers. I think I'm going to do, I think I'll do the all right. I don't know. Yeah. With most strangers, I think you're like, welcome to dear so-and-so, a phone call between <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah. that is how it goes. Yeah, usually. Okay, 
I have a question from the column Dear Salty from Great. The Takeout. And it's signed, At My Wits End. Okay. Dear Salty, my wife and I own a breakfast and lunch restaurant, and we're blessed that it does a steady business of tourists and regulars. We've been fortunate. Our customers and staff are generally all great, and our regulars are like family. But we have a problem with customers stealing our salt and pepper shakers. Mm. My wife and I buy them from yard sales and antique shops, and they're all mismatched, some with roosters or pigs or lighthouses, etc. It's part of the charm, and it fits with the decor of the dining room but we're going through more of them than i can keep up with how can i keep them from ending up in customers pockets thanks at my wits end all right it's a pre-pandemic question i'm assuming yeah so it sounds like you're just gonna have to wire them all to the tables like they do with the ipads at best buy i mean i don't know what else (laughs) i don't know what else you're supposed to do they sound cute they sound like they really want to belong in my purse i mean Mm -hmm. I love this. I love that they, that this is their aesthetic at their cute little breakfast and lunch restaurant. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I guess the other thing you could do is you could like you could like solder them to big heavy <laughs> like blocks of metal, like heavy like lead, you know. And you could like weigh them down so that people are like, oh god, I can't really carry this around all day. You could tape them to something really big. Like you could put them. You could <laughs> <No>. <laughs> something that doesn't fit in a purse. You sell them. You sell these. Well, but they, okay, but they don't have copies of them. You like either create these, you have some made, or you just buy more than you need when. That's sort of the thing. And you make money off of them. Right, 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 right. Like, so you have some that you can swap out if they get yep. taken, and you also are making money on them, so it's okay. Yes. I, I do think that if you sold them, that the People amount of theft worse. Yep, I think would right. go down. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that the thing is that... It, it isn't just that people want it for free. It's that people know that these aren't for sale and mm. that the only way they could keep <laughs> it would be to steal it. But if people knew that there was the option to buy these, I think that they would spend they money would. on them. People yeah. like... Uh, like cute these sort shit. of quaint yeah. cute stuff and if that if you do that if you like offer them for sale you have like a sign at the register that says like ask us about the salt and pepper shakers mm-hmm. or whatever and that still doesn't work i have another idea which Tell is me. you solder them to these like <laughs> these like stakes like these like mm. metal stakes and then you have holes in every table where the salt and pepper shakers go into the stakes go <laughs> into the into the table and then when they like go to take it up they're like oh god and then when they think about putting it in their purse they're like no there's like a huge like you know nine inches of pointy metal poking out of this. I'm not going to take it home. What does Salty say? Does Salty come to the same conclusion? Here is what Salty says. Salty gives several different swap out the shakers. So like yep. move away Just from don't using use these. these. Which is too Bummer. bad. Don't Switch do that. to packets. Wasteful as fuck. Ugh, no, thank you. Only salt and pepper on request. That's absurd. That's not a real answer. What Especially- is Salty thinking? <laughs> That's absurd. I can't believe like a f- person salty, who works in food Salty does say that they don't really endorse that, by the way, yeah. for a breakfast place. Train yeah. your staff. Have you talked to your staff about the thefts? Um, that's a good, so that's a good call, I think. Like, in a yeah. way, just so that. Um, so that if, if they're, so, so that your staff keeps tabs on table seven, there was a salt shaker. Now table seven, there's no salt shaker. It's definitely that guy from table seven. Right, right, right. Um, and then the last one is my suggestion. Sell, yeah, that, sell shit. that shit. They want Elegant. a souvenir from your restaurant. Yeah, yeah, they do. They want that. They want that. 
So it just means you have to go buy some extras, but it's okay, you'll make your money back, it's fine. Alyssa, I have an Ask a Manager for you. Oh, thank um, God, because I feel like it has been too so long. Many, too, it's been yeah. maybe only two weeks, but... But that's too many weeks. And I had to dig... That's too, too many. I had to dig deep because, um, I, you know, I, I check it every week, like, and there are really good ones in there, but I want only the best. So yeah, yeah, I found yeah. one okay. that I consider among the best. Okay. And I'm yes. excited to read it to you. Okay. Caller, caller writes... I'm looking for ways to include my group leadership experience in World of Warcraft on my resume. Okay. Es- essentially, for the past four years, I have been, this is a bulleted list, Yeah. leading a twice-weekly group of 10 to 15 people, all with a single goal in mind, to kill a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet number two. Watching videos and reading information on specific boss fights and then helping teach that information to the rest of my group. Okay. Number three, reviewing the performance of the group members who fall into three or four roles, all that have different meaningful goals to hit and ways to improve, and discussing with group members how to improve. Yep. And last bullet, providing in-boss fight play-by-play instructions to specific team members and improvising on the fly when things go unexpected. For example, there might be a specific part of the battle where I'm saying, Jane, step on the stairs. Now, Fergus, go to the stairs. Now, Beth, go to the stairs. However, if Beth's character died, I might have to go to Adam. Adam, go to the stairs like Beth. Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't follow, but sure, you know. Well, like, uh, I, I think what they're getting at is they're, you like, you got to adapt under pressure. Yeah, like, yeah, somebody yeah, has yeah. just died in the game. Like, yeah, who's our next guy? Cover this. Yeah, cover it. Okay, so they continue. I've actually found a lot of the management posts on your blog to be helpful in running this group, such as when I feel someone is performing subpar. In a mm. lot of cases, one person being subpar can be a huge detriment to the whole group, of but course. you don't want to be harsh with people who play for fun, so no, it's important don't. to be nice about it. Definitely. Do you have any suggestions or ways to phrase this that would be less likely to get this dismissed as, quote, I like to play video games? Signed anonymous. Do you have any do you have any recommendations to them on how to incorporate this World of Warcraft experience into their resume? I think that with this particular job experience that uh, how how you describe this or talk about this will change depending upon what job you're applying for. Sure. A- right. As do like all resumes, uh-huh, but yeah. this more so, more so than others, because yeah. I can certainly see a job out there where if you wrote exactly what you wrote here, they would love it. Like yeah. there are jobs that that would find yeah. this endearing and hilarious middle manager at an rpg um publishing house like it <laughs> publishes like yes. the books and stuff for rpgs yeah um yeah so good so good yeah for a job that you think that it might be read as um this person likes to play video games um what would be a way to dis- to to talk about all of these skills but dis- but disguise the fact that you are talking about a video game yeah yeah great question great question um i mean this is really messed up but if you were talking about sports sports sure like you're a coach like you coach um, yeah like, like if a, you were like a league, if you were like part a city of league. some for, sort of city league yeah. i think that it would the go under volunteering is actually given uh, mm-hmm, yeah which is really messed up it's really um, messed up 
Another question I found was um, my boss, uh, I asked for for a Friday off three months away because I'm in a video game tournament. My boss mm. was like, sure, here's the Friday off. And then they said, what are you going to do with your time? And they said, oh, I'm in a competition. And they said, oh my God, what kind of competition? What sport? And then mm-hmm. they were like, it's actually not a sport. It's video. Well, it's a sport, but it's video right. games. And then the boss took away his permission to, to take the time off. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, people. I thought that since people were like making millions of dollars playing. What, what boomer do you think understands that? Like, I, I think depending okay. on who your boss is and like sort of what generation they're from, I don't think there's universal acceptance. Yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, fair. But I guess but... I'm here to remind you that people are literally making millions of dollars yeah, streaming themselves just playing video games okay so this this is there's like a string of these questions and i um they're not all as good as this one it's uh-huh. kind of a genre though like it's like my friend who's been um a maid of honor seven times wants to mm-hmm. put it on her resume because it shows that she like can you know deal with vendors and manage these events and like all this stuff and, <laughs> oh my god i love it yeah so there was that one there's a few more oh there was one where it was like i run our household and we have like all these staff and we have all this stuff like and I mm-hmm. want to move up into more of an operations role like can I put this on my and every single time ask a manager is like no absolutely not no you can't what she says that the accountability your accountability in these situations that are outside of a career are it's different and that like it's not it's common enough experience to be asked to be a maid of honor for example or it's common enough experience to like manage a house manage household sort of stuff that like it doesn't set you apart it makes you look naive okay yeah it's really wild but like it's like there's no exceptions you know which is weird because i actually think that like there there are exceptions and when that, like, you're doing volunteer work is that exactly they want to know like most places want to know like if you have volunteer like leadership experience in like a volunteer setting yeah but she's just like no never the the accountability thing is really interesting let me see if i can listing my I'm reading her, resume i, I want to be clear i'm certainly not advocating that this be the only thing you put on your website on definitely your not. resume like i'm assuming you're this is at the bottom after you've listed five other jobs yeah but okay i mean i guess i trust ask a manager i work at a restaurant Right, that's the thing. Like, ask a manager has more hiring experience than I She's do. She's a manager. She's a manager who hires people. Um, yeah. So, anyway, put that World of Warcraft stuff on there. Own your leadership skills. Sounds like you're a great leader and a really empathic and compassionate coach. So, I'd hire you. I'd hire you. You're hired. You want to work hire for us? You. We can't pay you anything. Do you agree with Allison Green? Like, would you put this on your resume? I would put it in a cover letter if mm. the organization was seemed like they would find seemed like it they would fun. be into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's cover letter shit. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's, it's like it does seem like a really quaint and like sort of quirky way to set yourself apart, especially if you have some other good uh, job uh, history to fall back on as right. well. Like that's the thing is I think when you're introducing a skill that isn't anywhere else in your career, like mm-hmm. with this thing, like it's like 
I don't know if that's appropriate, but I think if it's like, I have all this other managerial experience and even in my time off, I do this. Like that just sort of underscores how fucking passionate you are about this shit. And I think that's great. I think what Allison's saying is that like, just because you like were a maid of honor at a few weddings doesn't like mean that you have professional experience doing event planning. Like, Mm -hmm. and if you did and like, or if you, I don't know if it was like some combination of like this and professional experience that like reinforced each other i would do it yeah i would do it in a cover letter me too say yourself a it's a card. great story it's a very good story yeah i was delighted to find and if you're question. having trouble writing it steph will proofread that for you and really shake yeah. it up into something delightful she's going yeah. on a writer's retreat i am i'll spend the whole time fixing up your cover letters folks send them in so this is a dear Mary and name and address has have been withheld. Mm-hmm. Question. My 34-year-old daughter has a new boyfriend who is not on social media. He's not on thepeerage.com either. I do not want to be a helicopter parent, and she would be furious if she thought I was snooping. But obviously, I would like to do a bit of due diligence. What do you suggest, Mary? Signed, named, and address withheld. I was like, what is the peerage? Right. What is the peerage? <gasps> oh, It's a genealogical, genealogical survey of the peerage of Britain, as well as the royal families. This is a place wow. where you look to see your How royal, royal people lineage. Are? I wow. looked for my last name, by the way. You will yeah, not. Yeah, what'd you get? Nothing. You won't be surprised to find out that it's not there. Yeah, sure, 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 But sure, let's sure. check yours out. Okay, well, my dad's, um, there's like, there's a couple. There's Freidenberg is his mom's last name. And I guess Harris technically is his biological father's last name. There's, an, there's a Hagenberg. I'm looking for Harris and I'm, I'm just, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Um, mm-hmm. Friedberger? Friedberg no. Simpson is also another one in the family like a couple like my great grandma was a Simpson um I anyways mean, Harris this is, is absurd in there it's very absurd it's terribly absurd um do you wh- uh what's your advice oh my advice is really straightforward well okay so for one yeah you have an adult daughter so like actually you don't need to do any due diligence you can just say hey what are the things you like about this person yeah tell me a little bit about them yeah tell me a little bit about them and then number two i think you have all of the information that you need to make your assessment which is they're not on social media nor are they on the peerage so good for them like a plus you know like both are a boon yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It does It does feel kind of uh, tasty and tantalizing when someone has no social media presence, doesn't I it? I love it. It's my favorite. Does it's it make you anxious or nervous at all or no? No, not okay. at all. No, I'm just like, this is great. Yeah. This is good for you. I mean, it's weird when people don't have any any historical stuff to Google. Like they, you know, like they just sort of don't even have like a like a public record. Mm-hmm. Like that's a little disturbing. But I do. I think someone should leave a social media trail around for me Hell to get to know their no. past. No, absolutely not. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 um, no, 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 no. And uh, if they have an Instagram, it should be private. Is yours? Are you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Are my on Instagram? I am. Yeah, I am. I that know. yeah. Okay. Do you have any advice for um, helicopter parent? No, you you really hit it spot on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have I have nothing different to say other than like your daughter is thirty four and probably has an opinion yeah. about this new boyfriend. Ask for that opinion. 
Thank you so much, Alyssa. And thank you, listeners. This has been a great half hour. You can find us at dearsoandso.pizza. It's a place where you can submit your questions. You can give us some feedback and you can find back episodes. You can find us on Instagram at Dear So and So Podcast, and you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail. Our number is Dad Dog Five Zero Seven Eight Delta Alpha Delta Delta Omega Gamma Five Zero Seven Eight. Our music is by our friend Busy Hemphill. As always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. I'm Steph Carp, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I really love answering questions, though mm-hmm. I don't like answering hypotheticals. And I just wanted our listeners to to know that that I do generally love a question. <laughs> well, I just yeah, don't we deal like a question in questions. Punctuated. I think they get that. Yeah. Okay. 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 Like we, this is our show is about questions. I think oh, they know right, you're capable right, right. of answering a question. And I and I and I can and I can answer a silly <laughs> question. It's just I won't answer a silly hypothetical. Silly hypotheticals that you know are just going to make you feel upset, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I don't need to feel upset for this. Yeah. Like, I don't need to make up reasons to feel disturbed. Yeah, I already I'm already disturbed. disturbed. What was the question I asked you that broke you? Oh, yeah. It was the, I accidentally gave my vegan friend cookies <laughs> that weren't vegan. And, then, and I was and like, it was, do, do you tell? Let, do you tell them. Uh, do, do not tell uh, them. <laughs> it broke me. <laughs> I'm so still good. thinking about it to this day. I have a <laughs> vegan friend who once a month, I send her either a cookie that is vegan or a cookie that isn't vegan. Oh, just no. to sort of play it out how I right. would deal with it. Because you hate a hypothetical. Yeah. So I just like mail her cookies. Yeah. And then I just sort of see how my body feels. What once... does your body feel? Uh, bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. <sighs>